Welcome to the Beeson Podcast coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I am your host, Doug Sweeney, and I am here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. Today is October 29, 2019, and it is the first day of our Reformation Heritage Lectures with Dr. Kelly Capick of Covenant College. Kelly is preaching in Hodges Chapel this morning at 11. Then this afternoon at 2 p.m., our Robert Smith Jr. Preaching Institute is hosting a conversation with Dr. Capick discussing the topic of one of his recent books, The God Who Gives, Preaching the Movement of Divine Generosity. Tomorrow, October 30th, Dr. Capick will give our two Reformation Heritage Lectures, the first at 11 a.m., again in Hodges Chapel, and the second at 2.30 p.m. in the Divinity Building, Room S for South Wing 013. If you are in the area, we would love for you to come and join us for this time of learning and edification. Now for our conversation today, we are pleased to welcome one of our colleagues to the podcast studio to discuss several new and exciting initiatives at Beeson Divinity School. Kristen, would you mind introducing today's guest? Thank you, Doug, and welcome to the Beeson Podcast. We are here with Dr. Michael Pascarello III. He is the Methodist Chair of Divinity, Director of the Robert Smith Jr. Preaching Institute, and the Director of the Doctor of Ministry Program at our school. He is also the author of several books, including most recently Dietrich, Bonhoeffer, and A Theology of the Preaching Life, uh, published in 2017 by Baylor University Press, and a forthcoming book uh, called The Beauty of Preaching. Uh, Mike is ordained in the United Methodist Church, having served in pastoral ministry for 18 years. He is married to the wonderful Patty, and they have four grown children. Welcome, Mike, to the Beeson Podcast. Well, thank you, Kristen, and thank you, Dean Sweeney, for having me. We are so glad you are here with us, and our listeners may recognize your voice or your name. You were with us on episode 386, but at that time, you were not on staff at, or on the faculty at Beeson Divinity School. Um, but for those who might have missed that episode, um, would you introduce yourself um, in a more personal way to our listeners, uh, where you come from, anything that you'd like to share about who you are? Sure. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, this is my second year on the faculty of Beeson Divinity School, and as you said, I was here in the spring of 2018 uh, to deliver the Conger Lectures on Biblical Preaching, and our dean at that time, Dr. Timothy George, interviewed me for the podcast, and we talked about Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, and preaching in general. Uh, Bonhoeffer was the topic of my lectures on preaching uh, out of the work that I did in writing the book. Um, I grew up in, uh, I was born in Philadelphia and grew up in the suburbs outside of Philadelphia. Uh, very stable childhood. My dad worked for General Electric 
for 42 years. He was a machinist, worked in a big manufacturing plant in downtown Philadelphia. But I've lived in the South most of my adult life. So when Patty and I had the opportunity to move here to Birmingham and for me to work at Beeson, we were very happy to, to come here, and, and we really enjoy living here. My family was, was uh, devoutly Christian, and so like many uh, who go into ministry, uh, I grew up in the church and was very familiar with the church and its ways and its life and its gospel. My calling to ministry came when I was an officer in the Marine Corps, and I served in the United States Marine Corps for five years, and I was a platoon commander responsible for about 35 enlisted Marines. And given the nature of my job and responsibility, I had to handle quite a few disciplinary and personal issues and matters. And what I sensed in that was a desire to do more to help them than my position as an officer would allow me. I wasn't a chaplain, although I often encouraged them to visit the chaplain. But it was through that, in and through and under all that I was experiencing in my military service, that I sensed God calling me to leave the military, which I thought would be my career, and to return to school and prepare for pastoral ministry which I did. And as you said, Kristen, uh, after finishing uh, my seminary work at Duke Divinity School, I was ordained in the United Methodist Church, and I served uh, as a full-time pastor for 18 years in North Carolina. Uh, Towards the end of my work as a pastor, I was able to work on a PhD, and my degree is in the history of Christianity, early church, through the Reformation period into the early modern period, but my focus was the history of preaching. And uh, that uh, is what led me to work on Bonhoeffer, as well as a number of other figures in the history of the church. Um, And that's one of the reasons why I love being at Beeson Divinity School, because we have such high, high value uh, on the Christian tradition. And we believe that our foundation is the Word of God as it's been received and interpreted and proclaimed and lived across the centuries. And we are uh, the beneficiaries of many, many, many gifts. And so my research and my writing, as well as my teaching, has been devoted to learning from the wisdom of the past to help us find our way forward in the proclamation of the Word. And that's in large part what brought me to Beeson Divinity School. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Could you tell us the story of how you got to Beeson Divinity School? Uh, You're obviously somebody with a long and accomplished uh, career. You've been a pastor. You've taught for other seminaries, uh, Asbury Seminary for a while, Fuller Seminary. Uh, What was it that happened? How did God providentially pull you away from Southern California, uh, and move you to Birmingham, Alabama to join us here. Doug, I've known of Beeson Divinity School for many years. Uh, Since its founding, um, I was in pastoral ministry when Beeson was founded, and I've had great respect for the faculty, for Dr. George, uh, for the work that Beeson does. Um, and so when I was invited to give the Conger lectures, uh, I was really honored to do so. And while I was here, uh, I had a wonderful time. Uh, faculty and staff and students uh, were just treated me so well. 
Uh, it, it was just a very enjoyable experience, and I felt at home in the Beeson environment. Let me say what I mean by that. Uh, the weekly rhythm of worship, a focus on praising the triune God, a strong, strong commitment to the study of Scripture, Christian tradition, and how it informs and shapes us for the practice of ministry. I think more than anything, what drew me uh, and made it rather easy for me to say yes when I was invited to join the faculty is is our strong commitment to building up the church as the body of Christ mm-hmm. to proclaim and live the gospel in the world. That was evident when I was here that that really informed everything about uh, our school, uh, the work of our faculty, the staff were committed to that. I think the students, and in my teaching since I've been here, I could see the students have a deep sense of that commitment. Um, and it just seemed like a very good place and a fit for me to be, for me to be. We've invited you today to talk about the many initiatives that you're involved with here at uh, Beeson Divinity School. And in fact, uh, when I read your bio, it sounds like you wear a lot of hats here, which you do. <laughs> um, but we are so grateful for your work here. And so we want to begin uh, by talking about the, pre- uh, the Robert Smith Jr. Preaching Institute. Um, so for our listeners who are unfamiliar with that institute, could you tell us about the history, the mission, um, the work of the institute? And then could you tell us your vision for the institute, um, including how one could be involved if he or she is interested? Sure, Kristen. I'd be happy to do that. The Robert Smith Jr. Preaching Institute is named to honor our longtime colleague, Dr. Robert Smith, a professor of preaching here at the Divinity School. He exemplifies so much of what the Institute is about. And so I, I count it as an honor to be his colleague and to serve the Institute that bears his name. The Institute is funded by a generous grant from the Lilly Endowment, and it's the it's an initiative that they uh, established uh, or implemented, I'm sorry, several years ago for theological seminaries to establish preaching institutes that would strengthen preaching of working pastors in the church. And so our mission as a preaching institute is to both is to strengthen both the person of the preacher and the preaching for the service of building up the church and its witness in the world. We do this in a number of ways. The first, and this is how folks can be involved with the Institute. Uh, the first, which is most accessible, is to be part of a preaching peer group. And we have preaching, preaching peer groups scattered around in different places in the country where pastors come together, typically on a monthly basis, and they work together to grow in their learning and their knowledge in relation to preaching and their devotion to God as disciples of Jesus Christ, in their formation, and in their competence in the practice of preaching. And so they provide mutual support, they encourage each other, they preach for each other, they read books and they discuss them together, they pray together, uh, and it's a wonderful way for a working pastor to be engaged in fellowship with peers in a way that is encouraging, intellectually stimulating, and practically helpful. 
And so we start preaching, preaching peer groups uh, typically uh, twice a year at the start of the year and then again in the summer. And I uh, provide um, guidance and assistance and encouragement to help them in the work that they do. And we ask them to make a two-year commitment, um, which makes it gives it value and enables them to see the benefits uh, of being together over an extended period of time. We also do uh, present events here at Beeson Divinity School uh, that are accessible through our webpage, and you have a hand in that and making sure that that's done well, and you do, and I appreciate very much. Uh, So, for example, uh, our Reformation Heritage Lecturer, Dr. Kelly Kapik, will be uh, doing a preaching event uh, preaching Institute event the afternoon uh, of his first time speaking with us. He'll talk out of one of his books, but it will be oriented to those who are in pastoral ministry and other forms of ministry that involve them and engage them in preaching and teaching the Word of God. So everything that we do in terms of events, conferences, and other kinds of ways to reach out to pastors and those in ministry are oriented toward preaching and teaching the Word of God in the service of the church. One of the other things you do for our community is serve as the Methodist Chair of Divinity. And we have a good number of Methodists in the Birmingham area, but just for those who don't know a lot about Methodism and Wesleyanism and its history, tell us a little bit about what it means to represent Methodism here at Beeson and what is the Methodist add to the ecumenical flavor of Beeson Divinity School. Yes, I'm very proud and thankful to to represent the Wesleyan tradition and and to... uh, hold the Methodist Chair of Divinity at Beeson. Uh, As you know well, and with your work as a historian, the the Wesleyan movement began in the 18th century. John and Charles Wesley are our founding fathers in the faith. John Wesley is one of the greatest preachers in the history of the church, and Charles Wesley is known, of course, for his literally thousands of hymns that he wrote that many, many congregations around the world sing every Sunday. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, for example, one of his best known, or Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, or Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus. Um, And the Wesleyan movement was part of the evangelical revival in both Europe and England, Wales, Ireland, and Scotland in the 18th century, where there was a deep, deep, and powerful movement of the Holy Spirit that stirred in people a desire to be more devoted to God and to live a life uh, through the work of the Holy Spirit that would be holy, that would be uh, a life shaped by love for God with their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love for their neighbor as themselves. And that really was the heart of the matter for the Wesleyan movement. That's what John Wesley preached. That's what uh, Charles Wesley wrote hymns about. And they were a people who were both personally committed to being holy and socially committed to demonstrating or manifesting the holiness of God in all of life. Well, the rest you might say is history because the Wesleyan movement now is a global movement that embraces millions of people around the world and uh, and continues to have a be a strong voice in both evangelization and discipleship 
an engagement with the world in ways that bear witness to the gospel. Last month, uh, you assumed another new role at Beeson. Um, you now serve as the director of our Doctor of Ministry program. Um, can you tell our listeners about our DMIN program and what specifically makes our DMIN program stand out from others around the country? Yes, thank you, Kristen. Uh, I, I was very pleased to be invited to direct the Doctor of Ministry program. And the reason is, is that I believe it offers what I would call the best of Beeson. And by that I mean uh, it, it is focused on the ministry of the Word. Uh, it is a doctor of ministry that works with pastors as well as those in other forms of ministry uh, to deepen them in their understanding and knowledge of Scripture as well as who they are as pastor, teacher, leader in the church, uh, the place of preaching and teaching in relation to culture and as it changes, and then the and then to uh, improve and sharpen their understanding of the practice of preaching and all of the elements that are involved in preaching. It's not a doctor of ministry program that tries to do too much, and I think that's good, and that's one of the things that makes it very unique. The other thing I would say about it is that I think it does extremely well what the Doctor of Ministry degree was established to do in the first place, and that is to integrate theological and pastoral wisdom, what it is that we believe and know and think of God, but also how we speak and live and act in ministry and the service of God. And that's the best of Beeson because that's what we do and our faculty does well. The last thing I would say about our Doctor of Ministry is that the seminars are taught by our regular faculty. And so there you do uh, have an opportunity to work with the best of Beeson. Like probably some of the pastors and ministry leaders listening to us now are wondering what Dr. Pascarello is thinking about with respect to the D-Men moving forward. Any plans for the future that you might want to share with our audience? Um, yes, Doug. I, I think that one of the things I'd like to see happen with the Doctor of Ministry is that we expand the scope so uh, of the degree while maintaining the strong center on the ministry of the Word, which is the best of Beeson. Uh, by expand the scope, I mean that we make it clear that our program is not limited to just those who are in weekly preaching ministries, it certainly will continue to be for them. But it's also a degree program that can serve well those who, serve, for example, uh, are in campus ministry or youth ministry or children's ministry. They're certainly engaged in the ministry of the Word, though they may not be in pulpit ministry on a regular basis, uh, those who are on a pastoral staff in a larger church. Uh, and, and also those who serve in ministries uh, that are extensions of the church uh, in, in their community. Um, I'd, I'd like to see us uh, be a little more, be more flexible and make it clear that we have room for them. Um, I'm also keenly interested in making sure that the Doctor of Ministry represents our strong interdenominational commitment as a divinity school, so that 
uh, a pastor or a min- someone in some form of ministry who is Baptist or Methodist or Lutheran, Presbyterian or Anglican, would see that we understand the specific or particular needs and requirements of their calling and that we're able to address those in and through our program and that we have faculty members who are certainly capable of doing that. Mike, for those of us who know you, and I would even say those of us listening to this conversation and hearing you talk about your um, commitment to the Word of God, know that you are a deeply committed Christian as well as a committed churchman. So how do you see the mission and work of Beeson Divinity School and the various um, facets um, serving to advance the gospel, to enhance and enrich our churches, and to expand the mission of God in this world? Well, I'm here uh, for those very reasons, and I feel believe God called me uh, to contribute in that it, to the very things you've just said. Uh, we live in a time, a 21st century, where the church faces many, many challenges. And Beeson Divinity School's program, its Master of Divinity program, our Doctor of Ministry program, are so strong that they can they are capable of grounding students in the Word of God, in Christian tradition, in in theologically wise and sound uh, practice in ways that are going to be necessary as we go forward. Um, We cannot assume that we continue to live in a world that many people think is Christian, but we're now moving into a time here in the North American culture that many say is post-Christian, that others are saying we live in what they call a secular age. Uh, Beeson Divinity School, because it, it is so clearly focused on really what the heart of the Christian faith is and the church's life is, I believe is just positioned well to serve the emerging generation of those who believe God has called them into pastoral ministry and other forms of ministry. The other thing that excites me, and I think that uh, Dean Sweeney uh, has already said this is part of his vision, and that is uh, how we can increase our support of the global church. And, and how we can learn from our brothers and sisters in the global church, uh, that we see how we're engaged in a partnership for the gospel and that we need each other very, very much. And my hope is, is that in the various hats, as you've said it, that I wear here, uh, I'll be able to contribute to that. Amen. Thank you very much, Mike. You have been listening to Dr. Michael Pascarello, the Methodist Chair of Divinity here at Beeson Divinity School, who also directs our Preaching Institute and our Doctorate of Ministry program. Uh, Thank you very much, Dr. Pascarello, for being here with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. God bless you all in our audience. Thank you for being with us. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at BeesonDivinity.com slash podcast 
or on iTunes. 